1: Now to another story we're watching from U.S. climate envoy John Kerry. He says the world can still win the fight against climate change. He says the upcoming United Nations summit will be, in his words, absolutely critical to that. Urgency was Kerry's central theme at the Bloomberg New Economy Forum in Singapore, weeks ahead of the COP28 summit in Dubai. John Kerry spoke with Bloomberg's Linda Amin. Let's go to part of that discussion. We're hopeful that the upcoming Mm -hmm. COP28 will produce progress, will produce concrete uh, achievements. Why? When we had disappointing results at the last uh, COP meeting.
2: Well, maybe that's one of the reasons why. I think that people are well aware of how critical the situation is. Mother Nature has been sending us massive messages in the last years. We know we have to reduce the emissions. We know that the costs of not doing so will be much greater than the cost of doing so and will reverberate business. We'll see this up and down the food chain. You'll see increased cost and greater disturbance in the marketplace. So it's really smart. And by the way, good business to move into this new energy economy because there are a lot of jobs to be created, an enormous long transition. It really, it's going to happen. The question is, how fast and will we avoid the worst damages?
1: The thing is, it's great to be hopeful, but you need concrete results. What realistically can happen, can be achieved?
2: Well, yes, you do need realistic results. And we we will have the global stock take, which is the first... Uh, ever under the Paris Agreement analysis of where we are. It has to be honest. It has to be ca- you know, candid to everybody. Identify the gaps in performance and then lay out the road ahead. I think there's a broad agreement that we, we can and will do that. We have an adaptation report that will come in about the need for more adaptation effort. I think we will do that. We, in addition, have the standing up of a loss and damage fund That will happen, I believe. And then there are other things. There's an effort among many of us to bring finance to the table, to figure out how we can deploy many more trillions of dollars in order to accelerate the pace of transformation. So I'm I'm hopeful that we will actually have landing spots for each of those. You
1: talk about finance, you talk about funding. That's a big gap in an understanding of that funding, because the rich nations are not meeting the 100 billion dollar obligation. Well, we are. And latest reports yeah. suggesting that the U.S. walked away from negotiations.
2: Okay. I mean, let me stop you right there on those two things. Number one, we will meet the 100 billion this year. It wasn't due until next year, but we will meet it. Number two, the fact is that Donald Trump, as president, pulled out of the Paris Agreement, zero funded all the efforts of the U.S in a major voluntary way. The result was that the U.S. earned a bad reputation for that period of time. President Biden brought us back. He joined on day one. He has hosted three summits of the top 20 economies in the world, and he's urged action on methane, action on shipping, action on business. So I think we're in a different world right now. We're seeing people be much more serious about this issue, much more prepared to make the investments we need to make, recognizing that if we don't, it's gonna cost our citizens much more, not just in money, but in lives lost, regions dislocated, people in migration, The downsides of this are so serious, we've got to move faster.
1: I want to talk about JetP, Just Energy Transition Partnership in Indonesia in particular. Yes. Headwinds, structural issues, funding issues, are you concerned?
2: Yes, I I think uh, I am concerned, Uh, but I think hopefully we're identifying the challenges of standing up a new initiative like that. We help negotiate that. And we worked very closely with, uh, with, the, with the president of Indonesia, with the Minister Mahout, who was sort of the central figure organizing that. I think Indonesia could go faster. I think they could do more. And we're working with them to try to figure out how to make that happen. We're also working with Vietnam. We're working with some other countries to accelerate this transition.
1: these are big climate deals. How do you... Take that from paper to practice. What does it take? Why Why is there so much, uh, so many challenges?
2: Because it's new. It's a little uncertain and scary to some people as to where it's going. Uh, you have vested interests. Coal industry doesn't want to move. Uh, and and so there's resistance. Take?
1: What will it take?
2: I think it takes incentives. It takes structure, regulatory structure. It takes finance and it takes leadership. And and I believe the world is moving much faster to a place where it's embracing these transitions. We all have to do it. It's not just Indonesia or Vietnam, the United States. We've been closing coal-fired plants. President Biden passed the most the, the most powerful piece of environmental legislation in our history, and it is having a major impact on the creation of jobs and on accelerating the transition. So he has a vision. President Biden's a, 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 a vision shared, I might add, by EU leaders, by Australia, by uh, Japan, by Canada, by uh, Korea, and others. We're not alone. And I think people are really coming together now with a much greater sense of conviction and of purpose and of knowledge about what we need to do.
1: You talked about methane, it is key to the fight against climate change. Right. China came up with a plan. Symbolic or significant?
2: No, China's plan, uh, by the way, which they just announced with us when we were negotiating with them in Sunnylands, their plan is real. Do we think there are some places that might be stronger? We hope so. But we're going to work with them on that, we hope. And they're committed to try to move on this now. So I think it's important to bring people together, not to always point the finger and be complaining, but to say, how do we cooperate? How can we make this happen? So it's a good starting point,
1: you're saying? Beg your pardon? It's a good starting point.
2: I think it's a good starting point, and we have to start somewhere but we have to build on it much more rapidly than we have historically.
1: Fossil fuels, I know the US and the Western world keen to set targets for fossil fuels and the the end of it, but the likes of uh, China, India, they would rather go the renewables way. Therein lies the conflict in terms of how you look at, uh, fundamentally, the philosophies are different.
2: Well, (laughs) President Biden supports the phasing down of unabated fossil fuel. We've got to do that because it's the emissions that are creating this crisis for the world. And so you have to capture the emissions. And I think the key key now is to harness everybody's effort to put everything to test. Let's deploy rapidly, let's build new technologies, let's find out where the secret is gonna to be to finding the sweet spot where we really get done what we need to get done. I think President Biden believes everything's gotta be tried. Carbon capture, storage, utilization, new technologies, fusion, hydrogen, ammonia, new fuels, sustainable aviation fuel, batteries that last longer, uh, you know, bigger, more powerful turbines for wind. So many things need to happen and can happen. And frankly, a lot of them are happening right now. So that's what excites me. I think there really is the potential here of breaking through. But the key will be organizing ourselves in in Dubai and really embracing the policies that are going to make a difference.
1: President Biden and Xi Jinping will be meeting later this month. What do you hope to see?
2: Well, I'll leave it to the White House to to describe the expectations for that. But I think, I mean, just in larger terms, China and the United States need to find common ground to solve problems between us. There are some serious differences. At the same time, we're presented with this global existential threat. It's not a bilateral issue. It's all around the world. And so we have to find a way, even as we have some differences in other areas, we've got to find a way to you know, break the ice and move forward. And as we do that, hopefully we can build confidence that we can also do the same thing in some of these other areas. It takes hard work, hard diplomacy. Uh, Secretary Blinken and the president are deeply committed to trying to find that breakthrough. And hopefully the conversations in California can uh, help us do that.